This is Series 2, Episode 5 of the Cold Brew Podcast. It originally aired on the 20th of February 2020 from Insanity 3.2 FM. Enjoy the show. This is Cold Brew, Series 2, Episode 5. Uh, let's get on with the show. It was, you know what, to be honest, today I was just in my room preparing for this and I realised it's still light outside. This was about five o'clock um, and I was like, you know what, I really need to start preparing for this because I saw the clock. I've been in winter mode and I've been looking outside at the the light outside to see what time I should be doing things and today it was really bright about five o'clock and I was like, you know what, maybe we're getting into spring soon. So that was exciting for me and I had to sort of panic plan this show. I already some ideas. I already had some ideas noted down of what I'm going to you know what today's show is going to be about and that sort of thing but I was like you know what I need to actually plan this um so that was uh took a bit of thought and it was a bit shocking for me anyway this sort of week I've been uh really thinking about getting work done uh that momentum I told you last week that I had I was be getting ready to I I was getting things done last week this week that sort of slowed down um so yeah I, I had a few deadlines in February and I sort of was working quite close to them uh quite close for comfort not as close as I was doing in first year but quite close uh and this uh I took that energy that I was using and decided you know what let's use that let's use let's use that energy I was using up at them deadlines to keep working and keep going because I've got like four deadlines next month and I've got to kind of get started on that stuff early, you know? So I'm there using this momentum. Last week, that was all going great. I did quite a lot of work, but now it's slowing down because I'm starting to realise, oh, March is like a month away, but, well, um, it's coming quickly. Uh, mainly because February is short, uh, which is quite annoying, actually. Not, Not usual, which does throw me right off not used to that so um there's me trying to get my stuff done using that momentum it's good do it if you do a lot of work you can get that momentum up don't burn yourself out but you can sort of you can sort of get in the swing and uh i was at the library a lot this week i'm and <laughs> for the next few weeks i'm going to be in the library a lot because i've got a lot to do and i've just got to keep telling myself march is not that far away i think it doesn't help to say I've got this due next month. I think I think you need to do everything by how far it is from now. Like saying it's next month is, is like saying something's next week. It could be Sunday night and you could have something to do Monday morning and you'd be like, oh, it's next week. It's not helpful uh, because really time doesn't work like that. You know, the earth spinning around doesn't know what month it is. The moon does. But that's another thing. Anyway, uh, I've got great, I've got more advice for you this week. This is really is in turning. This really is turning into an advice show where I give you advice which I wish I heard, um, <laughs> or I've learnt the hard way. I'll tell you what is also pretty in pink: oyster fares. Have you ever used a pink reader? Because I hadn't um, until that one time. It must have been. It must have been well, uh, just before summer last year, quite a long time ago when I first used one by accident. Uh, Richmond Station. Been there? You got the southwest trains that take you to wonderful places such as Egham, and you've got the underground which takes you to London, basically. Also overground. So there I am coming off the district line, 
uh, thinking, well, I've just come off this platform and I need to go to that platform. That's like just over there. So I'll just, oh, look, there's a reader. Maybe this reader means I'm changing trains. So I come out the district line, walk across the ticket hall, tap my oyster on the pink reader, just go get my train. I, I was, well, not that, that wasn't that uh, slow because my train was coming and I didn't want to go upstairs. I didn't want to look a bit weird tapping out of the oyster zone to put my train ticket to like literally do a three, do a uh, um, uh, one half maths, um, tap out my oyster card to do a 180 and put my train ticket back in the gate and go in to get my train. I thought that's a bit weird. They must have put this pink one here for people that are getting on the other, getting on uh, Southwestern. So I walk from the district line, tap the pink reader, get on the uh, the train to Egham. It was f lovely. It was nice. And I thought that's really helpful. I love that they do that for you. That's so nice of them. Wow, it saved me so much time. Um, next time I get on the train, I haven't got any money on my Easter because they charged me eight quid. What? Yeah, they charged me eight quid because I used the pink reader wrong. I was mad. Um, and then I went onto the refunds tab and they offered me some refund for some other ticket. And I was like, what? Why have I got a refund for that ticket but not this one that was eight quid? Bit rude of them. So I said, okay, TFL, all right. What's that all about? You really want me to tap out and put my ticket back in, go literally 180 back into the thing? Really didn't understand what they wanted me to do. And um, so I looked up Pink Reader. I was a bit scared. I was I was like, eight quid, I'm never touching that again. You basically, I don't know, think of a um, an anecdote, not an anecdote, think of a um, metaphor for the Oyster Pink Reader. Um, you can tweet that one to Insanity Radio if you want. Um, there I was, Pink Reader, eight quid. That was like, that's not, that's not right. I looked it up. They say, this is the uh, TFL website I've got up here next to me. If you're traveling across London but not through zone one, you need to touch in on a yellow card reader at the start of your journey, touch a pink reader when you change trains, touch out on a yellow reader at the end of your journey. Well, that's fine, but there's no yellow reader at Egham. I was well confused. What's that all about? There's no... Well, it's not going through zone one, and the district line does, if you didn't know this, go through zone one. So what do I do? I'm there. What do I do? Well, the other week, I went home again. And this was last weekend. Last weekend, I went back. There was a... Uh, a... Uh, engineering work. I really can't think of words today. There was an engineering... Uh, they were doing engineering works on the district line, so I had to use overground. Hmm. I thought it cost more. Apparently, it doesn't. Apparently, if you use the pink reader and you've got a rail card... You can use the overground for one pound. What? That's where it comes in. That's I used the pink reader on the weekend. That's my whole story. Uh, so I'll tell you how I used the pink reader, how I got from Richmond back up to northeast London, uh, sort of Stratford area, for one pound. Right after these... I guess this is the equivalent to a public service announcement. Yeah, you, you might not have heard of this. It will save you a lot of money. I think I did over summer go through places where um, 
it was the one pound fare, but that was using the DLR, and that also surprised me because I didn't know oyster, just oyster, what they called fares are so difficult to work out. First of all, the website's terrible, and it's a whole thing of what time you're going, where you're going to. It's all zones and stuff. I'm just like, okay, it'll probably cost me just about £2. Just save £2 and you can do it. I've got a rail card, by the way. £2, you'll be good for a journey. And I was expecting a £1.80 fares, but I'm going from northeast London down to uh, Docklands on, on the, uh, what, via Stratford, using that reader in the middle, thinking, hold on, I've tapped in where I live, then I've tapped in again to DLR, and then I've tapped out, is that right? Because it says entry. And then, well, something. It worked out in the end. And I was like, that's that's amazing. One pound. I didn't know that. And I was thinking, have they messed it up? Is it supposed to be one pound to get from there to there? And apparently it is. So no, I'm grateful for that. It is weird, though. It says entry when you tap the pink reader to change trains. I'm like, why am I entering if I'm just changing trains? Uh, but I guess... That's just what, just what you do. <laughs> anyway, they're all around the place. Uh, what I did, my journey was Egham to Richmond, for day return, uh, rail card £4.95. Not too bad for a return. It's about like £2.40 something each way. That's not too bad. Yeah, that's okay. Then Richmond to uh, where I live, just past Stratford on Central Line. Change at Stratford. Oh, here's where you do it. You take the overground. That's a long train. You're on that for a lot of stops, basically. Uh, think of it like this. The train terminates at Richmond. You get on it. It goes to where it terminates at Stratford. Long journey. You get off the train, tap the pink reader, get on the next train you want, go to uh, wherever you want. Not in zone one, by the way. Tap out, and it takes one pound. Do that both ways. That's two pound. That's four ninety five, and that two pound. So you've got six ninety five. So for basically seven quid, you've done a return journey to the other side of London uh, in a day. That is a bargain, according to me, anyway. So there I am, done that. That's all good, and I've worked it out. I've worked out the cheapest way, and it's taken me taken me a while because all of that going through Waterloo, taking those. Jubilee or whatever line uh, from Waterloo, nah, don't do it. Costs a lot of money and it's also really busy. The overground is basically empty all the time, so because no one goes on that. So you're basically great job, well done me. I've done some working out. Um, so as a uh, detective of the pink, uh, well the pink card readers, but I love poached eggs. They're one of my favourite foods and I have them for lunch a lot. Uh, they're really brunch, but um, when you don't wake up till one, um, it's basically lunch, isn't it? You can't really call it brunch at that point, can you? Anyway, I forgot to pick them up from Tesco's this week, uh, so I just wanted to tell you about that. How distraught I was when I didn't get them. I also forgot to pick up butter, so I need to... Well, I've been just going without butter and eggs this week. Uh, vegan life? No, not really. But there I am, without eggs. And... Also, as a side note, someone, uh, yeah, so, what am I saying? Someone in this uni has me as uh, B-Tech Benny because apparently I looked uh, to them 
when they were drunk, like uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, that actor. So there I was in their phone as B-Tech Benny, and I don't know if that's an insult or a compliment. Anyways, uh, someone mentioned Benedict this week, not Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, I don't know what they were mentioning, to be honest. They said Benedict, and I said, don't get me started on Hollandaise sauce, because that stuff is hard to find. Hollandaise sauce? Oh, and I went into Aldi, they hadn't heard of it. I went in, I asked them, I said, do you have any Hollandaise sauce? They said, what's that? I was, excuse me, uh, where, uh, Tesco's is expensive. I feel like I might get it cheaper in Waitrose just because more people buy it, don't they? I don't know what I'm saying now. I just really wanted some Hollandaise sauce. It's so hard to find and I don't know how to make it. It's like mayonnaise with more eggs in it. No clue whatsoever. So Eggs Benedict is not something that I've been eating recently. Just haven't been able to. So I've just been having poached egg on toast, you know, because I did try it with mayonnaise. That didn't work at all. It's nothing like the real thing. It's uh, Hollandaise or nothing. And I was upset with the state of this world when I could not procure Hollandaise sauce. So yes, I said, don't start with me. Don't you dare mention Benedict. Because I can't find Hollandaise sauce in Egham or anywhere else. I tried. Uh, so I just wanted to share that with you. Just tell you my plight in terms of the, the uh, Eggs Benedict situation. Uh, I usually just have salt and pepper on them now. And I've got quite good at making them. You know people do fake poached egg where it's like a little cup or they put it in the microwave. I'm like, you, that's, um, if it's not just dropped in the water, sorry, that's not poached egg. Um, I don't mean to insult people, especially those in the food industry. When you go out and you eat out and you pay for a poached egg and they give you something they cooked in a cup. And I'm like, hmm. Mm. I cook them with quite a lot of vinegar because, to be fair, I'm not that... I'm not an expert. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You see what I did there? Um, but I uh, use a lot of vinegar because it actually helps. And people come down and they say, why are you boiling vinegar? I'm, like, I'm actually making poached egg. I'm actually making food. I'm not just in the kitchen boiling vinegar for no reason. It's a very good reason behind it, actually. Thank you very much. Um, anyways, talking of eggs, uh, I've got something else I need to share with you regarding, I think it was last week or the week before the episode. I think it was last week's episode. Anyway, I've got something to share with you regarding that, but I was looking for a Hollandaise sauce themed song and that is not easy to find. Just as hard to find as the Hollandaise sauce itself. Uh, if you know any Hollandaise sauce songs, let me know. Regarding eggs, I, last week, uh, ranked the uh ranked a bunch of eggs uh from the SU shop and I don't think I mentioned the uh the lint Lindor egg. Lint slash Lindor. Actually I've got my I've got my notes from last week. If you just bear with me a second. I can check my let's just have a quick check over this ranking again. Where is it? So Oh it was oh more than two weeks ago. Wait Oh, I can't find it. This was a few weeks ago now. Uh, the lint egg wasn't on there. And um, I had it the other day. Maybe it's new. I don't know. You tell me. 
I had it the other day and thought this is really nice, but it did highlight something that's followed me for ages, and that was the, the uh, issue that I didn't know the difference between Lint and Lindor. Uh, so I googled. I thought, well, I'll just Google it. I'll Google which one I think is the company, which I thought was Lint. Um, and spoiler, I was right. I googled Lint, and it just told me it's what comes out: dishwasher, um, tumble dryer, or oh, other things. I get mixed up. That could be a whole show. So Lint. Uh, a chocolate company apparently founded in 1836 in um, in Zurich. Lovely. That is that is Lindt is the company. Lindor is a type of chocolate. And now it goes on about Lindor was a chocolate bar in the 40s, and then in the 60s became a ball. This is the history of Lindor on Insanity Radio 103.2 FM. They then have the egg, which is not on the Wikipedia page, which I guess I could amend, um, although I don't know anything about it other than the fact that they made one. It's not even in where it says seasonal, because it talks about the Lint Bunny, which I adore. Uh, not the Lindor Bunny, because the Lindor Bunny would... Ooh. Because the Lindor Bunny would have to be filled with a softer chocolate. That's the... Uh, that's the you know what you look at wikipedia while you're talking and you just keep seeing more things roger federer something um but there's all these uh what are they called flavors of lindor um which i've never seen before peppermint lindor sounds amazing uh, i don't think we probably can't get that in the uk anyway there's all these bars but the uh the what do you call it the lindor egg is not on there. Uh, so I feel like Wikipedia needs to be updated by someone. If anyone's listening, that's... Uh, I don't know, you've got a quiet night. You can you can add that to your to-do. If you're, if you're into correcting the Wikipedias of chocolate companies. Uh, anyways, um, that's just what I need to add. Uh, Lindor is the type of chocolate, soft chocolate within a hard shell. Lint is the company and that's lint with a d in it in the l-i-n-d-t not lint what comes out the tumble dryer because that's something else and there's another whole story um oh my washing machine went so wrong the other day <laughs> someone turned it off while it was on didn't realize it hadn't finished its cycle uh, we got a really old washing machine. Didn't realize they turned it off before it finished the cycle, so I opened it up and the water came out. That was quite funny. Um, and then we had to mop the floor. So, it has been a terrible weather week yet again. Today I was caught in the rain. Um, I had a bunch of people laugh at me and I said, don't you dare. I said, don't say a word. Um, because people get covered in rain all the time and I don't know why it's funny when I am because my hair goes all flat and my glasses were completely... I could not see a thing through them. But it is calm this evening, and the weather, as far as it was before I got into this studio, has been nice. Yeah, uh, the weather here says showers will ease through the afternoon. Well, afternoon's been, it's now evening, almost night, and I can, I can, um, uh, the opposite of contest. This is correct information. So I was like, what is a calm after the storm? Oh, calm after the storm. I know that song, Eurovision 2014. Uh, the Common Linnets. Of course, Waylon came back uh, for 2018. Well, 
an hour storm dennis happened didn't it and uh in memory of my umbrella which was completely obliterated by that wind rihanna this is cold brew now i want to talk to you a bit about some podcasts that i've been listening to as i did last week uh i recommended it was i think americast and acting prime minister this week i want to talk to you that was when i was going to do the alphabet model and I was going to do, well, this week would have been the podcast began beginning with B. But then I thought, actually, the comparison I did between two similar podcasts, which I love both of, but they're different styles. You know what? I'm going to stick with that. So this week I've compared Jonathan Van Ness's Getting Curious with a one-off podcast, uh, actually, by uh, Jenna Friedman, both on the Earwolf Network. Uh, so... Jonathan Van Ness getting curi- is called Getting Curious with Jonathan Van Ness. He talks to experts in their, in, I, I was going to say in their field, but he talks to experts about what they do, I guess, is, is what I'm saying. Uh, and he discusses with them the significance, sort of society and science is the two main themes that he's going to talk about. That's a weekly podcast uh, from Earwolf. And then uh, Jenna Friedman is a comedian. She did a one-off podcast talking to an expert about the coronavirus. She was addressing a lot of misinformation about it. And that's a really good listen, actually. Both of them are speaking to experts, but two very different styles. So uh, Jenna Friedman's was a lot more upbeat. It's a a very, uh, I don't know what to say, serious issue she's dealing with. Uh, the coronavirus misinformation, um, which obviously everyone's heard stuff, everyone's heard rumours um, about the uh, the virus, and actually unpicking that with a scientist uh, made a good show. Uh, and they had a, it was a very awkward conversation they had uh, between sort of a comedian and a scientist. A very awkward listen. But uh, it made a great show and actually dispelled a lot of myths, got a lot of good information out there. So I'd recommend that is, I haven't even said the name of that one, that is Illwolf Presents I Don't Mean to Scare You with Jenna Friedman. Uh, Getting Curious with Jonathan Van Ness comes out weekly. I can't remember which day. I believe it's Wednesdays. Uh, Recently he's done episodes on uh, the impact of slavery on on America today and the the gender gap gender pay gap and wealth gap pay wealth gap uh and but he also talks to scientists so he did an episode at q uh q gardens about plants uh so yeah as i said two very different podcasts both of which i love two very different styles but similar the similarities between them uh that is ill presents i don't mean to scare you with jenna friedman and getting curious with jonathan van ness I'm going to wrap up the show now. Uh, thank you so much for listening. You can find the Cold Brew, you can find this show and all my past shows. Uh, if you just search for the Cold Brew podcast online, it'll come up any podcast where if you listen to podcasts already, uh, have a search for it, see if it's there, the Cold Brew podcast. It should be because I put it on most places. Thank you so much for listening to yet another episode of Cold Brew. I'll speak to you next week.